Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. And here we go. It's election season again in this fine country of Canada. And there's a number of stories of note in the, the election cycle here that we want to touch on. First of all, ju- first of all Justin Trudeau. Um, he, Dev, what happened with his, his airplane, his, his own bus? Drove into his own airplane? So, yeah, he flew to uh, (laughs) B.C. yesterday. He landed in Victoria. Right after everyone gets off the plane, they're loading everyone into the bus. The bus backs up and then scrapes underneath the uh, bottom of the uh, wing of one of, of his plane and so now they're assessing the damage on the plane to see if they can still if it's still flyable if it's going to be okay so far everything seems okay uh, but you know the the media bust just uh, scraped the uh, underside of the plane <laughs> Is it, well, it's not a good start, you know. It's a bad <laughs> it's omen. A, seems like if you can't handle that, <laughs> you can't even simplest. Load, can't even load the plane up, and you want us to vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim, you found something that you enjoyed about conservative nominee Andrew Shear yesterday. I always find it funny when these guys come out to different songs and then get in trouble for it. Like when Donald Trump comes out to keep on rocking in the free world, and then Neil Young's like, "Don't affiliate me with your campaign at all." So instead of going that way, I guess the Sheer Party decided to try to find some Canadian gold, uh, and they hired a guy. Uh, you know the song "Summer of '69"? Of course, it's a classic. They're using this song? No, no. You guys remember "Run to You"? Brian Adams, yeah. Yeah. Another great song. Is this yeah. the one they're using? No. Because he's running in the election? No, no, I want to no. run for you? No. They're not using Brian Adams. They're using the guy who co-wrote those songs. He also co-wrote a couple of Tina Turner songs, some Aerosmith songs, Loverboy, Prism, Heart, and Ozzy Osbourne. Guy. What's his this name? This guy's name is, uh, they call him the Son- Song Doctor. I can't find his name. Adam? No, wait. Jim Valance. Okay. Jim Valance is his name. And the song sounds like a bad lover boy song. So they've written a song for Andrew Shear and the yes. Conservatives that he's using as like his pump up song. It's called uh, uh, "Get Ahead." like Andrew Shear wants to be Prime Minister in 1989. <laughs> yeah, this was written in 2019. Feels like it's uh, a little uh, like uh, Christian Rocky. Yeah, yeah, like it's like a faux rock. The Lord's love is the better way. Andrew Shear just needs to tease his bangs a little bit. <laughs> Got some big bangs going, a nice denim jacket, collar flipped up. There you go, add that one to your playlist. The new Conservatives PC theme song here in in Canada. And there's a 
uh, a debate going on tonight, Devin. Yeah, there's going to be uh, five debates uh, held throughout the uh, campaign. The first one is tonight. It is not going to feature all the party leaders. Andrew Scheer will be there. Jagmeet Singh will be there. Elizabeth May will be there. But Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of the country will not be there. His team has said he is going to compete, uh, participate in three of the five debates, but that does not include tonight's. <laughs> Shouldn't it be mandatory? Well, like, it seems like it seems like kind of cowardly. I, I know he's busy, but uh, you're the sitting pr- prime minister, man. The people that obviously are planning his campaign think his energy is spent better elsewhere or they're afraid to have him talk in front of the cameras, one or the other. So, I mean, they had the problem during the last election in terms of uh, people were upset with how the debates uh, happened. They created this debate commission. He's attending all the ones set up by his federal debate commission. So these other ones are just, you know, McLean's and City TV said, well, we want to have a debate too. They've thrown it out there. So these aren't like the mandatory. These, these aren't, aren't the, the big mandatory. ones. These are, these are like McLean's and City TV say, hey, we want to throw a debate, but Trudeau's like, well. Well, maybe it's a good thing that Trudeau's not going to be there. I feel like he should stay away from buses and planes <laughs> for the next couple days. <laughs> this is pretty strange stuff here. We got a video sent to us. Aaron was out fishing, apparently saw a guy doing it, getting it on with a retaining wall along the Thames River. His pants are at his ankles. His underwear is still on, so he must have fished it through the old vent hole. <laughs> Aaron, we got to get more on this story here. Let's let's try and give him a call. Well, Aaron, how you doing, man? Hey, Jim and Tash. <laughs> what a day! You're a bit of a fisherman, huh? Yeah, quite uh, quite the fisherman. And uh, what kind of fish you usually pull out of the Thames River? Actually, I've been catching walleye, uh, catfish. Yeah, a lot of bass. How long have you been fishing the waters of the mighty Thames? <laughs> Only for a few months now. I used to live in Waterloo. Okay. okay. Um, so you're out in your boat. You by yourself? Uh, no, I got a young lad with me, my girlfriend's son. Oh, oh great. No. What an yeah. education. <laughs> <laughs> the birds and the bees on the Thames River. <laughs> the birds and the bees and rock skids on your knees. The skids and the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us what happened. You're, you're floating around, having a nice afternoon fishing in the Thames. Whereabouts are you on the river? Uh, just downtown behind the bats. Okay. Where all the... Where all the where all the leisurely people hang out and have a couple of beverages yeah that's pretty much it i'm not yeah i don't do that stuff but so they're they're hanging out by the riverbanks you see somebody and and they look over and it's like is he doing what is he sticking his no no he's and you walk away from it and he's still going at it like we were down there for like an hour 45 minutes to an hour Okay, let's play. This is the video that you uh, sent us. This is you as you see what's going on. I've heard of getting your rocks off, but this is uh, getting a little ridiculous here. This guy's been giving her for like 45 minutes now. Stay classy, London. 
So the guy, basically, he's forking the Thames. Oh, yeah. He's literally forking and giving her kisses. There is a wall, a rock wall, and he seems to be, he found a crevasse, and he seems to be taking advantage of, of the little crack in the wall there. And he's like a little rabbit. And he's just like, going at it. I've heard stories of people getting it on with random inanimate objects, but I've, yeah. I've never witnessed anything like that live. Neither have I, and it took a lot of effort for him to get there, too. He had to climb down that steep, really steep embankment. His, his shoes are not even wet. His pants are not wet. So it took a lot of effort to get that little piece of rock right there. <laughs> it, just, it boggles my mind why he chose that. Like, wouldn't, couldn't you just, like, just dig a hole in the ground and it'd be a lot less harsh? I don't know. Or the patio umbrella hole in a picnic table or something? Like, there's got to be some better options. I guess he. Uh, a mailbox slot? I don't know. I guess I don't he know. thought he had some privacy going on. So, if anybody shows up at Victoria Hospital with scratches all over his. Uh, oh, man. Some road rash. What did you tell the young guy with you? He's amazed. He's young enough. He understands it. And he's like, what the hell? And he's, he's impressed he was still going at it for like. A long time because we we came down that spot, then we walked down the river ways to get away from. Let give him his privacy because you know it's a special spot. But we were at we were down on that area for about uh, forty five minutes to an hour, and when Holy we left, cow. he was still giving her <laughs> taking that retaining wall on a journey. But you know, I got to give it to him. He's got a lot of stamina. This doesn't sound like just a one night stand. I think he was making love to the riverbank. <laughs> they're, they're trying for a child, hoping for a little <laughs> cinder block in the future. <laughs> Hopefully he didn't catch anything. <laughs> Kidney stones? <laughs> okay, well, thanks for sharing that video. No worries. We, we've posted it on the FM96 Facebook fan page so people can see it. It is from behind. There's, there's no nudity, but you can no. definitely tell what the guy is doing to that poor wall on the uh, bank of the Thames River. Thanks so much yep. for the call, Aaron, and... Uh, Good fishing to you, buddy. Yeah, no worries. Cheers, guys. I've heard of getting your rocks off, but this is uh, getting a little ridiculous here. This guy's been giving her for like 45 minutes now. Stay classy, London. I've heard of getting your rocks off, but this is uh, getting a little ridiculous here. This guy's been giving her for like 45 minutes now. Stay classy, London. If you missed it, that's one of our listeners, Aaron, who was out fishing yesterday and saw a guy for 45 minutes, apparently, having sex with a retaining wall along the Thames River. Middle of the afternoon, too. He, you know, a lot of people are speculating he might have been on drugs, but I think he was just drinking Harvey Wallbangers. <laughs> Is that what happens when you drink those? Must, right? <laughs> Only have one Harvey Wallbanger. <laughs> Uh, Jim, uh, we've been getting some more requests yeah. for the, the the Thames Forker. Yeah, when you're making love for 45 minutes, you need some music in the background, right? Yeah, absolutely. Life for me is a riverboat <laughs> fantasy. Watching the sun go down. Yep. I'm a river through my the river's running through his main vein. Love on the rocks. <laughs> And we've posted the video of uh, of the the Thames Forker. <laughs> Some of the comments coming in from our listeners are hilarious. Yeah, uh, Ethan says he's just doing his part. Lakes and oceans have lots, but in rivers, you just can't find enough semen. Uh, <laughs> Linz says uh, this relationship is off to a rocky start. Oh snap! 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 Oh
<laughs> and Michael says, it's not his fault. He thought it was Tyra Banks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's up there if you want to see it. And keep your eyes peeled if you're bringing your... Your girlfriend's uh, son fishing <laughs> mid-afternoon. You may have to explain a few things to him. I'm sailing away from my heartache on a riverboat fantasy. This guy's been giving her for like 45 minutes now. Stay classy, London. In Aldershot, Ontario, at the GO station, people getting on the GO train in the morning, leaving the cars there. Tons of people in the greater Toronto area do this. Take the train into to work, come home afterwards, get in their car and, and drive the rest of the way. <laughs> well, they're getting off the go train and finding that someone has stolen all four of their wheels and their car is on cinder blocks. <sighs> you know, just thinking about the, the process of that theft, someone's got to pull in to uh, the parking lot. Obviously, they have to be in some sort of truck or van because you have have to have cinder blocks with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. You're carrying around cinder blocks. Then you're... How long does it take to change one tire, Jim? Like, if you're a criminal who's used to it, all you'd have to do is just jack up each side at a time, put the cinder blocks underneath, and then it would pro- it'd probably take you 15 minutes yeah. to do it all. But talk about suspicious activity. Yeah, I know. You know? You get it. A guy has a flat tire. He may be changing one wheel. Oh, he ran over something. He got both wheels on one side. But nobody's going to be changing all four tires on their car. Well, yeah, rarely C- mid-afternoon. <laughs> rarely CAA shows up with cinder blocks of any yeah, sort. Right. <laughs> but like, imagine it's if you just have, if it's like one of those things, I bet you, who knows how they did it, but sometimes you just put on like a reflector vest. And, and people it, you just look think, official. Yeah, people just think, oh, a guy must be doing something uh-huh. important. I don't know. That's that's uh, wild, but it's happened to six different vehicles over the past month or so. People will do anything. They're you know the gutsy. I guess they'll they'll do anything if they think they can get some money from it, and they'll yeah. take anything from you. I know we always talk about the skids here in London, Ontario, that are breaking into cars and 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 houses. A buddy of mine this past week. Uh, they check your doors every night. You just have to forget to leave your car doors locked once and they get in there. They took his uh, garage door opener. So they got into the car. They opened the garage, went in the garage. Oh, man. Neighborhood kids found the garage door opener down the street a couple days later. Ugh. It's brutal. I I hate the idea of people walking around your property. Yeah. Like, it's bad enough, like, raccoons and skunks going around there, let alone people. Well, it's just one more thing to worry about. Yeah. You know, you worry about, oh, they're going to get into my car and they're going to steal my change. Now they're going to get into your car. Did I did I leave the garage door opener in the car? Did I bring it into the house? Because now you basically have to bring the the opener into the house to be safe. Uh, did I leave the the door from the garage into the house locked? Like you're lying awake in bed thinking yeah. of all the different uh, schemes that these skids have going on and can't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Like I probably forget to lock my front door. You know what I mean? Like if somebody you I used to live in in Mitchell, Ontario. Totally. That's the way they did things there. And I order the odd pizza. I always forget to lock it because I feel like it's rude to lock the door right after the pizza guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's the reason you're not locking the door? Yeah, I don't want to be you like, don't be rude hey, to the thank pizza you, guy. sir. <laughs> Go away. 
I, th- I, I figured wait. you're just so excited to eat the pizza, that you forget too. to lock the door. Yeah, I got but you don't want, flavor zone. You don't want to be rude to the pizza delivery guy. Go ahead. I used to be a pizza delivery guy. Uh-huh, and would you get offended when people would close the door after they got their pizza and lock it? No, well, I, the only time I was ever offended was when they ordered the large meal and then didn't tip. When they don't tip you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you're tipping, you can lock your door immediately after the pizza guy leaves you. <laughs> I usually give I usually give three bucks. Is three yeah. bucks a good tip for a pizza delivery? Oh, three bucks is an amazing tip. Sometimes okay, maybe I'll bu- bump it down to two then. <laughs> I'm not that generous. I was calling because I kind of do the same thing that Jim does. You're afraid feel- of being rude to the delivery person so you don't close or lock the door right away? Well, yeah, kind of. I just, <laughs> I don't want him to think that I think he's going to come back and rob my house. You know, so I just kind of leave it unlocked just for a little bit until I see him drive away. But I watch for him to drive away. and then I, I think it's creepier <laughs> that you're staring out the front window of your house and with a slice what? of pizza and <laughs> waiting for the pizza guy to leave. He's probably like, why is she watching me? She thinks I'm going to rob her house. Yeah, wait a second. She left the door unlocked. Now she's staring at me outside the window. What kind of message is she trying to send here? Does she want me to come back? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, see, I didn't think of it like that. But, yeah. I, don't, but I don't know. Thanks. I just don't want to... To think that. I'm glad you're <laughs> as neurotic as I am when it comes to that, though. Mitch Marner's agent is asking for one hundred billion dollars. <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> Nothing is good enough for Marner, and uh, the Leafs have. Uh, in your eyes, Dev, given him a pretty fair offer. Yeah, the Leafs, uh, TSN dropped a bomb yesterday where uh, they, back in June, offered Mitch Marner $11 million a year on a seven-year deal or an eight-year deal. Marner turned that down. They offered him a three-year contract at a lower uh, figure, around $8.5 million, $9 million a year. He turned that down. What he would like is a three-year deal that escalates in price, getting up to around $12 million or more in the third year so that he can have a qualifying offer of at least $12 million when he's a free agent again so he can score an even bigger contract down the road. And you don't think that is possible? Well, the Leafs, I mean, there's this, I mean, cap space dictates how much they can do here. They could still trade someone else, but then they got to bring someone in. Like a seven-year deal, at, you know, basically the John Tavares contract is what they offered him. Mm-hmm. That is a great contract. They can do for him what they did for Austin Matthews, what they did for Tavares, where a lot of it's signing bonus and not actual salary, so the money is guaranteed in the event of a strike or anything else which the NHL's advised teams not to do, but the Leafs have done that. They can offer him a shorter deal of around eight and a half a year, and then he goes back and able to sign a new contract three years from now at a larger uh, figure than what Austin Matthews is uh, getting right now. He seems to want more than Austin Matthews. He wants more than Connor McDavid. And I'm sorry to tell Mitch Marner, but you are not worth more than Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. Is it time to cut him loose? I think if I were the Leafs... Because you cannot have the William Nylander situation play itself out again. Can't do that every year. If I'm the Leafs, I would, I'm not saying you go ahead and trade him. I would investigate what the trade market looks like for Mitch Marner right now. Do you think it's time that they just say, okay, well, if you don't want to play for us, 
get someone else to give you that money. I think he should fire his agent because his agent sounds like he, he's in it for himself and he wants more money because more money Marner gets, so does the agent. You think the agent is putting this stuff in his head? It could be the agent, could be family members, who knows? Yeah, but you're playing close to London, you're playing in Toronto where you grew up, you're getting tons of money. What, is he squabbling about, what, a million, two million dollars? At that point, it's like a hundred bucks for us, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, the guy got, what, 90-plus points, but he only scored 26 goals, and the goal scorers are the guys who get the big bucks. And if I was Dubis, I mean, Marner is in built like a, a shed house. Like, if he gets hit, then where, where are the Leafs? Yeah, it's like it's centers, it's goal scorers who get the money. It's not wingers. Already he's breaking records in terms of the amount of money the Leafs are break, offering him. So he's setting records. It's just not a big enough record, apparently. Hey. Uh, thing. Time to let Marner go? What do you think? Uh, I don't necessarily think it's time to let Marner go. I think the problem is it's actually the deal that they gave Matthews. They signed him until he becomes an unrestricted free agent, and Marner wants the same type of deal. So they did it to themselves. Yeah. Would they have lost Matthews, though, if they didn't give him that deal, Dev? It's possible. Uh, I mean, Matthews, to a certain extent, has a bit more leverage than Marner in this, just because he's he was the first overall pick. He is a, 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 the huge cornerstone for this franchise. I agree to that, but I do think that they uh, Dubas made a mistake giving Matthews the deal that he gave him, giving him five years, because Matthews can walk away at free agency now and not have to worry about anything. Adam, what do you think about the Marner situation? I think I'm getting really fed up with Mitch Marner about this point. Uh, it gave him some time. Uh, now I'm starting to see some numbers, and uh, yeah, he's really showing his greed right now. Hey, you guys are still talking about Marner. So here's my issue with it. First of all, comparing him to Matthews is like apples and oranges. Uh-huh. Matthews is a fantastic, phenomenal, all-around player. Marner, he's he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't have the same leverage that Matthews had. And my concern right now is. Is Marner trying to do what Buddy from the Raptors did after he won a championship for the Raptors? You know, he wins a championship, holds out for such a long time until someone offers him the money he wants, and then goes with that team. Yeah, it's but crazy, he, though, but like... Marner doesn't... He hasn't won us a cup yet, so I mean, yeah. win us a cup, and then maybe we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get to that. And also, Kawhi Leonard wanted to go home. Marner's already home. Right? Right? That's the Taz Show Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.